The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. John Lonergan is with me now, though. I'm delighted to say the former governor at Mount Joy. Uh, John, you're welcome to the show. Thanks, um, Kieran. So, listen, Leo Varadkar last week was asked about the issue of um, biologically male but trans women uh, in female prisons and he said his preference would be that biological men wouldn't be uh, uh, in a female only prison that they wouldn't uh, be imprisoned there he was backed up in that assertion by uh, by several of his, his colleagues uh, Norma Foley on this show as well uh, said he was right now it flies in the face of legislation currently which I think would suggest that uh, once people identify as a woman then in the eyes of the state they are a woman and therefore they should uh, be housed in a female only prison so i mean y- y- you as somebody as a former uh, governor of mount joy um would have views on this i'm sure or would would be able to offer some insight into i suppose the the different things that have to be balanced Oh. Yeah, um, yeah, I can. It's a very difficult, complex issue, even though you're talking about a very small number of people. Mm. But human rights is not based on numbers, it's based on individuals. Um, so the government in 2015 uh, brought out legislation to do exactly as what you said, to give people the right to transition if that was their option. And, 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 and it became a human right. Um, and, and I'm sure when they were passing the legislation, that often happens, uh, they did not consider some of the consequences like uh, prisons. But prisons aren't just the only thing we know in sport it's now becoming an issue mm. it's going to be an issue in other probably uh, re- residential uh, institutions and residential centres and maybe for hospitals for the Garda Shekhan and due course so there'll be a lot of other interest or groups that will have consequences to, to face up to as well but the prisons is a particularly sensitive one yeah. in the sense that you have a, a basic human right where, uh, where that person is now seen uh, legally as a woman and therefore is entitled to in law to what women are entitled to. Uh, but, and then you have the other uh, side of that particular argument where people, uh, women in prison, uh, many of them are objecting to uh, the fact that, that who was once a man, now a woman, is going to be uh, uh, sh- sharing and living in an, in, in an institution that they are confined in. Yeah. Um, and so the present solution is no solution because the present solution is simply to put the person into a women's prison and then to confine uh, that person uh, for 23, 24 hours a day and that's not sustainable on the long term. So this is something I take it, did you ever have to deal with while you were Governor? I've no memory of having to deal with that uh, mm. particular issue because, uh, well, it just didn't happen. You have to remember that, you know, there's only 80 per 100,000 of the population of people in prison in Ireland on any one day anyway and then if you take that 80, the percentage that would be yes. in tradition would be tiny so the numbers wouldn't wouldn't have arisen. I'm not personally aware of it uh, but I am aware of the sensitivity of it and, uh, and I I guess the crimes as well, the Scottish experience of where one one of the individuals involved uh, in the transition had a a rape history or a rape conviction. Mm. And that, of course, raised huge alarm and fear and anxiety as well. And very little public sympathy because of the individual. But the law didn't take that into into account when it was was being passed. Unlike, for instance, in 2004, when the smoking ban legislation legislation was introduced, it did actually recognise that prisons were, were and, and psychiatric residential psychiatric hospitals were special cases yes. and it legislated that the cell for instance would be regarded as the home and therefore and allowed the, the prisoner to smoke in the, in, in the cell uh, which w- w- otherwise would have created havoc in, 
prisons. So that was a case where the where the legislators took it into account beforehand. This is a case where they obviously overlooked it, and now they're facing the consequences of it. And I, I'm certain that this particular issue will yeah. eventually end up in the courts, in the High Court, in the Supreme Court, and perhaps even in the European courts, because I'm sure uh, people are not going to accept what uh, what is being decided at the present time. Yeah, it's it's hard to know like what the solution might be, isn't it? When when you uh, try to plan ahead, I mean, if, if an individual, a biological male, is sent to a women's prison, I mean, were they to be kept separate from all the women in the prison, that would seriously curtail their own freedom to move about in the prison. They would be under lock and key for an awful lot longer of the day, I guess, if you're trying to keep them away from the, you know, 99% of the population of the prison. And then, you know, if you're going to, as you say, you know, meet your human rights requirements when it comes to the treatment of this prisoner and give them access to what they should have access to, that's going to curtail everybody else's you know, access to things in the prison. Yeah, like you're it, effectively running two prisons side yeah, by side and, in and one facility. If I you just try want to, to keep make them the point as well, Kieran, I suppose, is because uh, people outside uh, your listeners mightn't even comprehend this. But uh, in, in addition to the rights of the individual and the rights of women in prison, there's also operational issues, like for instance uh, the searching of people in prison. Uh, heretofore, uh, the, the the rule was that if you were a man, uh, a male, you'd be searched by males, and that was in the rules of the prison. Yeah, and if you were a woman, you'd be searched by women. Well, that was very uneasy, uh, very clear, uh, you know, very rigidly stuck to. This is now going to create, on both sides, by the way, the same will happen for a, a woman uh, or a female that transitions to a male and goes into a male prison uh, when that so, so under the current rules, a, a female prison officer would have to search someone who is biologically male. Well, as, as the law, I, I, as the law they were, uh, stands yeah. at the outside, the prison rules will be different, but the staff themselves may have difficulty with that. and may, Especially I'd in our culture. So, yeah. Because in other cultures, I understand that wouldn't be a real issue. Uh, like we don't integrate prisoners uh, in Ireland in other countries they do uh, where women and men can can uh, reside in the same buildings and integrate for activities and that in Ireland the culture is to separate but it's not just prisons that do that uh, uh, hospitals in most parts do that and certainly psychiatric hospitals and residential institutions do it where there's a mixture of male and, and female they're kept separate so there's this, an operational consequences as well where issues like that have to be uh, have to be addressed because otherwise again you're going to have difficulties in that and when it comes back to the fundamental human right of the individual well mm. then you'd be you know the, the law would be saying that she's entitled to be searched by women but but women may may object to do that and there may you know there may be no agreement on that one and yeah. then, but but it's not new in prisons I mean a lot of fundamental human rights are are there in in principle in prisons but are curtailed because of prison yeah. so prison has operated on that basis like liberty is guaranteed in the constitution under the article 40 yeah. but of course your liberty can be taken from you as well into small print underneath the statement that we're entitled to our liberty so uh, I'm sure something uh, you know legislation that Taoiseach has mentioned legislation but I'm certain that that legislation will be tested uh, in relation to the constitution and to human rights because there'll be a lot of people whenever we talk about this lots of people get in touch and they would say you know biological male regardless how they identify should be sent to a, a prison for men I, that would raise difficulties as well though wouldn't it? I mean, but for, for a total contradiction to what the law. I mean, it's the government that passed yeah. the legislation. If they were, you know, when they were passing the legislation, and all those sort of issues should have been dealt with. And if there were some restrictions, well, then they should have been quoted in law. But that may also have been found to be unconstitutional. It depends on the test. But uh, in relation to the fundamental, I think, Kieran, the fundamental uh, position is that people are in law in Ireland entitled to make this transition uh, from male to female or from female 
female to male. And you cannot take away that. And you can't discriminate because somebody is in prison or somebody is not. And by the way, the other point, I suppose, is that in, in, in many cases, a lot of it tends on the crime as well. If it's a crime of non-violence that the person is in, for instance, for embezzlement or fraud or something, and there's no violence in his, his previous history and, and now he's transitioned, uh, then uh, you see it doesn't raise the same concerns. Uh, but in, in other cases where there's a violent or aggressive element to the crime or a history, mm. well, then obviously, uh, you know, the people are, are genuinely afraid. So both sides have legitimate concerns, but the law as it stands is certainly it, on behalf of the, tra- of the person who has transitioned. But I'm sure women are sent to women's prisons uh, all the time and some of those are going to be violent women and they'll be a threat to other prisoners. Um, so uh, to, on some level, like... Is the word transgender the thing that distracts us? And actually, the important word here is violence. And actually, prisons have a way of separating and isolating violent prisoners and keeping other prisoners safe. And if that if that's good enough for anyone, why isn't it good enough for the transgender prisoner? Yeah, well, I, I you know, most of the principle of Irish prisons for donkey's years has been, a, you know, a, a, a free association. That's what it's called, free association, where people mix all the time, whether they're in a, a male or a female prison. But they, there's exceptions to it, isn't there? Well, I, I was just going to make the point, yeah. but there are restrictions placed. For instance, sex offenders for the last probably 70, 80 years, 50, 60 years, anyway, so all sex offenders are segregated. And and in, in some cases, fairly seriously re, uh, restricted in relation to their access to services, simply on the basis that the crime they committed is not acceptable to a vast number of prisoners. And so restrictions have been re, uh, placed on them. And, and that has been challenged over the years on many occasions. And inevitably, the courts come down on the side of the prison service on the operation side, simply that the courts cannot probably force uh, the type of, of, of equality that, that would be ideal under the law. So uh, the, the, uh, you know, the campaign that's going on in the moment in relation to transgender and their rights and all that you have it in sport as well and you'll have it in other areas in the future and at the end at the end of the day there has to be some compromise uh, there'll be you know you can't meet everybody's rights and uh, in relation to prison the, the easiest solution and part of it is probably residential area because it would be relatively easy to organise and to designate an area of residential facilities where a small number of people could reside and have uh, free association and integration but uh, there are other elements to it like as I said staff situations and other f- uh, factors that are so arise tr- in prison. A, a trans prison trans women's prison or, or a part of the prison that is exclusively for trans women. Yeah, that well, that's, one, that's yeah. one solution. And that's but solution. as you say there's still some of the practical issues like getting searched. Absolutely, with staff. And of course, the other side of the coin is, uh, and it hasn't been come an issue yet, but that's the opposite t- transition, where a woman uh, transitions into a male and ends up in a male prison. Uh, that will also, uh, you know, cr- create some operational challenges and uh, in relation to, again, staffing and operations and the safety of individuals. It depends. Prisons are, you know, generally safe places, generally, but yeah. there's always exceptions. And as I, I mentioned, anybody... But I, I don't want to get into, too, like, detail here. We're kind of, given the hour of the day that this is going out in little ears, listening. But I, I kind of a biological woman kind of uh, freely associating in a men's prison, I could imagine, could get fairly dangerous. Uh, um, certainly, there's, there's the potential for it. But it, again, with a small number of, yeah. of uh, I was making the point uh, last week. You know that over the years, generally there were very small numbers of gay men, for instance, that ended up in prison. But they were accepted by the general prison population. I had that experience several times in Mountjoy, where they were, uh, uh, you know, and when when gay men had difficulties outside, many of them were able to operate and live a normal 
existence in prison and the other prisoners didn't interfere with them or didn't uh, abuse them or, uh, or assault them mm. or, or create life, make life. They just accepted that they were, they, in their terms, uh, in inverted commas, they were different, uh, but they were allowed to live. So it didn't create a problem. I'm sure, though, that when, if a woman transitions to a man and ends up in a prison, there is, and obviously, the possibility uh, that they won't get a free ride there in the sense that, that prisoners are, are prisoners and uh, yeah. and slagging and and uh, all that type of, of behaviour is certainly very prevalent in prisons. So no simple solution and there will be compromises across the board. In and order it's not to, going to, to go to, away in a, in a yeah. hurry and it's going to arise in many other institutions and areas of society as well. John Lonergan, former governor at Mountjoy. John, listen to pleasure and thanks a million for coming in to us. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.